This is a podcast by The Straits Times. So where does Singapore football go from here? After a roller coaster AFF Suzuki Cup which ended for them with a glorious defeat, if you will, in the semi-final, the Lions are now without a head coach after Tatsuma Yoshida announced his departure for personal reasons just three days later. Quite a 72 hours for the national football team. Welcome to ST Sports Talk, a sports podcast by The Straits Times where we tackle major sports talking points every month. I'm your host, ST Sports Correspondent Sazali Abdulaziz and with me on this episode is fellow sports correspondent David Lee. Hi Dave. Hi Sas, how's it going? Okay, and uh, sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan. Hello Deeps. Hello Sas, uh, thanks for having me. Alright, so let's go into it straight away. W- w- guys, what, what is your main reaction to the fallout um, you know, after the Suzuki Cup exit? Well, there's two things to this, right? So the Lions won back the fans, but they lost their coach. Like you mentioned, um, glorious defeat. Uh, I, I would use the word heroic. There's just something a, a romantic about a heroic defeat. And this may be my unpopular opinion, but this may have been the best outcome for the Lions because if we had somehow beaten Indonesia with nine men or even eight, how are we going to cope against Thailand in the final without Irfan, Safwan, Shakir, Gabriel, or even Hassan in the final? Of course, this is hypothetical, but if you look at the performance and quality, I think it's pretty clear we are behind Thailand, Vietnam, and Indonesia. So the end result is fair, even if the process that led to our elimination wasn't. I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Lah. You know, just a quick one before Deepan steps in. Just because simply, like you said, we are behind Indonesia, but with nine men, we were leading them. So in football, it's not as clear-cut as, as you know, what, what is presented on paper. Uh, Deepan, you, you have thoughts on this as well? Yeah, I think uh, in the aftermath of the defeat to Indonesia, I think uh, what everyone who was at the stadium or watching from, from home felt was uh, they were proud of the Lions. I think it was, like David mentioned, a heroic performance. Uh, but a few days later, when I've had more time to digest it, um, I, I don't quite think that overall it's been a good campaign from the Lions. Uh, I think we will touch on it a bit later on, but you look at it in totem, I, I've not been impressed uh, by the Singapore national team. Uh, the, the semi-final second leg was a bit different in the sense that uh, we were you know, two men down uh, and we had to fight hard to, to get uh, the, the goal that we went ahead from. Uh, but overall, I've not been impressed and, and I think that uh, it's not something that we should be applauding too much. I, I think, yes, fine, after nine years, we are into the semi-final for the first time. Uh, but looking at it in totem, in context with the teams that were in our group, in the group stages, uh, I think it was only fair that we should have got into the semi-finals, which we did, and we did bow out after all. Sure, as you, as you said, you know, we will touch on that later in the episode. But first, can I ask you guys, uh, was Tatsuma Yoshida's departure a surprise to both of you? Deepen, maybe you first, since you reported uh, on the speculation of him leaving uh, in the first place. Yeah, so I, I think when I spoke to him a day after the tournament, uh, I could see from the body language when he responded to my question about whether he was going to stay until uh, December 2022, which is when his contract would have expired, right? Uh, I could see from his body language that he he was very non-committal. Uh, he was a little taken aback by the question in the sense where I don't think he expected uh, a Singaporean reporter to know that what, what was the reports back in Japan. Uh, so if uh, if I may, I know in, in Japan, what they were talking about is that Van Furet Kofu, a J2 uh, club uh, in the second tier of Japan, had already approached him. Uh, and this was widely reported in Japan. Um, and I think that he was surprised uh, that we found out about it. But if you're asking me, I think based on um, the conversations I've had with people from the fraternity, 
I think it was a known thing that uh, regardless of you know how the the Lions did in the Suzuki Cup, that that he was probably going to leave uh, after the campaign. Dave, what about you? Well, yes, it was a surprise because in a sense he just signed a contract extension that uh, Deepan said was supposed to take him to December twenty twenty two, but it wasn't a surprise because of the spate of broken contracts and mutual terminations that have happened across multiple sports this year. Most, if not all, of these cases cited a, a desire to be with their families because it has not been easy being apart from them uh, during this pandemic. Do I understand? Sure. Family and mental health first, for sure. But am I disappointed? Also, yes, because it looks like Yoshida was onto something and the players seemed to be fighting for him. And now we have to start from scratch. And next year, the Lions will have a six different national coach in six consecutive Suzuki Cups to get used to. Surely that is not the way to go if we are aiming for continuity for Suzuki Cup success or even Asian Cup qualification. Yeah, but I think another thing that I want to touch on is uh, during the tournament, uh, we saw Yoshida wear his heart on his sleeve. Uh, and, you know, in one of the press conferences, he did, you know, briefly say, I love Singapore, I love Singapore football. So you would get the, the mindset that, you know, he's here for the long haul. Uh, he's going to take us through to another Suzuki Cup tournament, take us to the Asian Cup qualifiers. Uh, but that is not the case right now. So I'm a bit surprised in that sense where, uh, you know, when I did first hear about these rumours of him possibly leaving, uh, I looked back on that press conference and said to myself, look, I, I don't think he's going to leave because clearly he loves Singapore football in his own words uh, and he wants the Singaporean fans to believe and clearly he's going to be here for a long-haul project. But as, as it turned out, that's not the case. So Dave, as you said, uh, the next Suzuki Cup could see a six-separate uh, coach uh, taking charge of the Lions. Uh, the FAS has said they want to ensure continuity by bringing in someone uh, with the same philosophy as Yoshida. Uh, FAS President Lim Kiatong even said he will be talking to the GFA uh, for potential recommendations. Do you think this is the right move, trying to find uh, a coach who coaches the same way, plays the same way, or, 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 or do you think that you know this is a bit of a misstep? I think yes. You know, Unless they want to reset so soon after unveiling Unleash the Raw, of course, they have to find someone with a similar philosophy to what they have set out in their own blueprint. But perhaps more importantly, it's also time to be more thorough in their search now that they have had experience working in this pandemic. This means one criteria must be long-term commitment, provided the candidate is initially successful, of course. I, I, just my two cents, I'm personally worried that may not be enough to find a coach that has the same philosophy or, or style or, or ideas. Uh, Tatsuma, to his immense credit, got the team playing with heart and style. Uh, if you remember, six months in, he came in uh, middle of 2019 and by the end of the year, we had beaten Palestine and, and Yemen uh, with very good displays. Uh, imagine how well they could have uh, been you know, if they were not scuppered by COVID. Having said that, short of finding a clone of him, you know, how will you ensure, how can FAS ensure that the next coach that comes in can just pick up where he left off? He may share the same philosophy and, and coaching style or, or coaching ideas, but not Tatsuma's personality, not his humility. And he may not be able to connect with the boys uh, the same way Tatsuma did. But the philosophy is a start, right? I mean, all, all this personality, you, you only get to see when you work with him day in, day out. But the philosophy-wise, whoever comes in or the potential candidates, they, they have a CV. You can see their work. So at least that's a start for 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 the next yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong I'm saying it may not be enough yeah I think I agree with that I think uh, when you look for a coach I think things like personality and, and all it's something that you see later on um, what I feel is that yes FAS will want to employ a coach who is in a similar mold as uh, Tatsuma Yoshida but it's not as easy as that 
Uh, I think in this day and age, you've got to go out and find the best coach possible. Um, you know, if they talk about this philosophy, then uh, Coach Kim Do-hoon at Lions Street Sailors does not fall under Tatsuma Yoshida's philosophy because he is someone who is more defensively organised as opposed to, you know, clear-cut passing and, and attacking kind of football. So I think you've got to go and employ the best coach possible. Uh, and if that means that, you know, he's a bit more defensive-oriented, I think that's fine. I think you've got to ensure that your national team gets the best coach possible. And just one more thing on Yoshida's departure. How significant will him leaving uh, alter the Lions' path as they work their way uh, towards their mid- and long-term goals under the Unleash the Raw project? Deepen, maybe you first? Yeah, I think it does. Uh, it is a significant setback in the sense where uh, because I thought we were going on, on a good path in terms of the kind of football that we want to play. Yes, I think we have not seen much of that at this Suzuki Cup. Uh, but I think Tatsuma Yoshida would have really been someone who we can use in a sense of bringing us forward in terms of the football that we want to play, uh, which is what the Unleash the Raw project wants to, right? Because they talked about national football philosophy of uh, fast-moving, passing football. That is Tatsuma Yoshida's philosophy. So it, it will be a setback, especially for the players in the national team. Uh, you look at the national team, I think players are, you know, uh, late 20s, uh, in the mid-30s. So it, it will affect that. But in terms of the Unleash the Raw project, which you asked, uh, I'm not quite sure it will be a significant setback for the project because that's, of course, 10 years down the line. This is our youth players, uh, which Tatsuma Yoshida hasn't really worked with. So, for me, even if I wonder why, you know, players like Ilhan Fandi did not get even a minute of playing time at the Suzuki Cup, I think Yoshida was generally not afraid to blood talents. Uh, he started with Amy Reka, Hami Shahin, No Adam Abdullah uh, in important matches at the Suzuki Cup. The new coach, I feel, must also be open to try out talented youngsters like Joao Chu and Glenn Kui. Uh, in the longer term, while, while the coach plays an important role, of more significance is whether he has the raw materials to, to work with. Like Deeper mentioned, there is a core group of players now in their 30s. And can they be seamlessly replaced with up-and-coming talents? That I'm, I'm not too convinced. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Just going back to that Indonesia second leg semi-final, we were all uh, at the stadium and we all witnessed that amazing match. Uh, some have called it uh, the greatest AFF Suzuki Cup match ever. Uh, even Thai coach uh, Mano Polking, he was behind us in the stands. He was jumping up and down. He was, uh, you know, so excited. Um, both of you mentioned the effect that 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 performance has had, that Lions performance has had on on our fans. But do you think the Suzuki Cup semi-final run has truly brought the Singapore football fan on side with the Lions? Uh, I'll chime in first and, and by saying that I think that semi-final if you talk about it in particular yes that did galvanise the, the Singapore football fans in terms of uh, allowing them to see that these boys have heart these boys will fight it hard for, for Singapore on the pitch. Uh, but if you look back on the campaign, which I mentioned earlier, it's not been a fantastic one. So if a Singapore football fan has watched all the matches in the campaign, I'm not quite sure that he will be convinced that we have a good future going forward. What was the difference was that in that semi-final, uh, being two men down, Singapore showed hard. Which, yes, is, is all good. But you look at it in a statistics point of view. Uh, we scored 10 goals during this tournament. Six of them came from set pieces. Did we do enough to create from open play? Have we shown that we are a creative team going forward? No. 
Uh, we talk about Tatsuma Yoshida employing a passing football. Uh, we were the second worst team in terms of passing accuracy. Uh, only Laos fed worse than us. That, that says everything that you need to know. So in terms of how this tournament has gone, I'm not convinced. And don't forget, it was not too long ago that Tatsuma Yoshida uh, had you know, heard fans booing after the game. That was after the, the defeat to Thailand. Uh, and fans, some fans were booing and we, we all said that it was an unconvincing performance against what was essentially the second string Thailand side. So uh, I'm not too sure about this glorious thing that you said in the intro as well and how Singapore football fans suddenly feel like, oh, we have a good future going forward. I totally disagree with that. I think there's a lot of issues to address uh, and maybe the semi-final glossed over that a bit. I don't know why you all are jumping on me about glorious defeat in the semi-final second leg because you literally just said that that match was what galvanized fans. But anyway, uh, Deepan, you, you've, you've made your thoughts clear that despite the way the tournament ended, we need to pick apart the tournament with a, with a fine-tooth comb to, to see where we can improve, which is, I think, a very valid point. David, what about you? I don't think it was the semi-final run that brought the fans on site. Like I said, there's just something romantic about a heroic defeat of being hard done by. It was the perceived injustice and, and how the team continued to fight and defend with their lives that won us over on that night. But it cannot be just this one match when we go down to 10, 9, even 8 men that we put up such a spirited performance. This should be the norm rather than the exception. Yeah, and, and that, that's how I see it. Okay, so last question. What do you guys hope to see in the local football scene uh, with the Lions and the Singapore Premier League in 2022 and beyond? Uh, I, I'll start first. Uh, I hope for a decent draw in the Asian Cup qualifiers, uh, some decent results in June to keep us alive in, in, in the qualifiers. Uh, and hopefully that can give us a platform to actually qualifying for the Asian Cup for the first time. Uh, I know we've participated once, but that was when we were hosts. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we can build on that with a strong uh, Suzuki Cup uh, which uh, I hear will be in January 2023. Um, I think that will be the best legacy Haris Harun and, and this current batch of Lions who are in their late 20s and early 30s, as, as you guys have mentioned, uh, the, the core of the team, uh, can leave behind for the next generation. Uh, Dave, what about you? Like, like you mentioned, the, the next major assignment is the Asian Cup qualifiers. Like, like you, I hope for a kind draw, but also that our players stay fit. Uh, as for the SPL, I think it's encouraging that the various clubs in, in the off-season, they are pulling out the stops, uh, you know, do, trying different things from the past to create a football environment uh, that is more in line with what fans are accustomed to with foreign football. I see a greater willingness to share information, which is always encouraging, you know, like Ballester, they are, they are revealing salaries. Elbrecht have just signed a former EPL player, Tadanari Lee. Uh, Geylang and uh, other clubs, they have upped their social media game and Lion City sailors, they, they are just doing sailors things, right? Uh, spending big money and, and buying big name players. All these just adds to excitement. Uh, they always say football is nothing without fans and it's good to see them doing things to get fans excited. Uh, and, and more than that, I, I hope in the new season we'll get to see uh, more players, uh, young players, new players, local players uh, come up to the fore uh, that we can get excited about. When it, when it comes to the Singapore national team, uh, it is nothing without the Singapore Premier League, I feel. Uh, so the Singapore Premier League needs to step up as a competitive environment for our local players to blossom. Uh, you look at the Singapore Premier League last season, as, as much as a local team won it, in terms of quality, I don't think it was up there in terms of what we should expect. So I hope that in the coming season, the Singapore Premier League uh, will, you know, 
expose a few more local players that can step up to the national team. Uh, you look at the Singapore Premier League now, there are a couple of players who are in and around the national team who haven't co- uh, quite got an appearance in the national team. So I'm talking about your likes of Lionel Tan and, and some other players there. So I, I want to see fresh talent go into the Singapore national team. Uh, I do think there are certain voids there in the national team that can be filled by the Singapore Premier League players. Uh, David touched on two players there earlier, uh, Joel Chu and Glenn Quay. Fantastic talent. They've shown it in the Singapore Premier League that they can do it. Uh, can they be given a bit more freedom and, and uh, bravery to to be in the national team? I think yes. So I want to see more players go, in, go into the national team and do well in the Asian Cup qualifiers uh, that you mentioned earlier. But there goes the final whistle for our discussion for this episode. Thank you, Dave and Deepan, for sharing your thoughts on the Lions and what's next for Singapore football. Cheers, Sas. My pleasure. Thank you, Sas. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.